0: Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life, so we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video. Online at fellowshipgj.com or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message.
1: Good morning, church family. Happy Father's Day to all of our dads, whether you're celebrating here with us in this room or from home, you are such a gift to us and we pray that you feel honored today above all else, we celebrate our Heavenly Father this morning, the God who continues to amaze us with how good He is to us and how much He loves us. So, happy Father's Day, God, we love you. Now, guys, as we get into worship, we've got a new song this morning called Graves Into Gardens, and it talks about that there is nothing better than Him. So as Julie leads us in worship right now, would you just get into that place with the Lord and just love on him with everything that you have because he is so deserving of our praise and our love this morning. Come on. And search the world.
2: And every
3: desire is now satisfied.
2: thank our heavenly father for how mighty he is i want to just encourage you stay in this moment right now in the presence of god and maybe even close your eyes for a minute because i want to ask you we just sang the words our god is mighty mighty to save and i wonder if there's anyone in here that would just be honest enough like uh, we're not a fake church we're we're a real church where we need his help how many of you would uh, be honest enough to say that you're facing something right now that is bigger than you that you can't handle on your own. It could be a circumstance, it could be something going on on the inside. At home, you could be dealing with something right now that, that you just recognize this is bigger than me, I can't handle it. Well, the words that we've just been singing, we're declaring out that my God is mighty to save. We're not saying I'm strong enough to get through it. I'm tough enough to get through it. No, my God is mighty to save. So I just want you to bring whatever issue you're dealing to the forefront of your mind and I want you to name it right now. You don't have to say it out loud, but just bring its name to your attention. Because the Bible says that there is a name that is above all other names, the name of Jesus. So what that means is Jesus, he's he's above it all. He's bigger than whatever you're facing. He's bigger than that diagnosis. He's bigger than that issue in your relationship. He's bigger than that sadness, that anxiety, that depression, whatever it is that feels too big for you, our God is bigger than that and he is mighty to save. So Heavenly Father, we declare right now in Jesus' name that we put our trust in the fact that you are mighty, that you are over it all, that Jesus, you sit above and throne above everything that every man and every woman in this room will ever face. So God, we thank you for that. We put our trust in you and we put our courage in you today going, I'm not gonna just try to make it through and try to be tough through this. Instead, I'm gonna lean into the one who's big enough to handle it. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are mighty, mighty to save us from anything that we face. We love you so much and we just praise you today and it's in your Precious Son Jesus, name that we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's give our God a shout of praise today. Give him a shout of praise. He's good, isn't he? He's good. Well, I want to go ahead and invite you that are in the auditorium with us today to be seated. If you're on your couch, go ahead and get comfortable on your couch. While you're doing that, turn to someone next to you and tell them you've never looked better. Now if you have to ask the Lord to uh, forgive you for lying, you were just doing what the preacher told you to do, right? Well, guys, I want to tell you, we are so glad that you're here with us today, worshiping with us on this Father's Day. Uh, we're so thankful for our dads. We're, we're thankful for the men who have poured into us in our lives. And uh, if, if you're at home today, uh, worshiping together with your family, I just want to encourage you, um, give a little extra love to your dad. Take him out for donuts or something, you know, I mean, uh, give him some more carbo- carbohydrates today. That's what dad's going to do. We got an amen down front here, like. Bring me some carbs on this Father's Day, right? Some red meat, bring it off the barbecue. But um, uh, we, we just honor you, Daz, and we're so thankful that our Heavenly Father is the perfect example of a father, uh, that, that where men will fail, um, every, every one of us in this room will fail. He never fails, and we're thankful for that. So right now, we're gonna continue worshiping God with giving him our tithes and offerings. And uh, as we've mentioned through this uh, COVID-19 uh, a pandemic, we are unable to pass uh, offering buckets, so there are many very simple ways that you can give. Uh, the first and most effective, easiest way is to give through your Church Center app. If you have not signed up for the Church Center app, uh, welcome to this century. It's time to sign up for the Church Center app. It is so incredibly easy. Uh, once you get set up one time, everything happens at just a click of a button. You can sign up for classes, you can do all that, but you can give very quickly and very simply online by attaching one of your bank accounts to that um uh, that app so you can give online you can text the number uh, that you'll see on the side screens to give it should be right there the number to give there it is yay go team you can also give uh, fellowshipgj.com uh, uh and then um uh, you can also mail in we have drop, offering drop boxes here if you did bring uh an offering with you that you'd like to drop off today in the lobby, you'll find uh, those drop boxes. But we are so thankful for the fact uh, that God has put us in as a group of people who are a generous people, because I can tell you, there's a lot of people that are hitting the panic button right now and freaking out and holding on to everything that they have. But God has instilled something in his people right now and in the people of Fellowship Church that, that we're putting our trust in him first right? And and we know that he's going to be the one that gets it through, us through this. So you watch the news and everyone's going, oh, this is going to do every it, horrible things to our economy, horrible things to this horrible thing. Well, we don't listen to any of that because what Jesus says in Matthew chapter six is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Well, what are these things? Well, he's talking about, you know, just the worries of life being, being taken care of. Am I gonna have enough? Am I gonna, it, 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 am I gonna be able to feed my kids? All that sort of stuff. He's saying, you just worry about putting me first in your life and I will worry about taking care of everything. Uh, that you need. That's the God we serve. And I thank God for your generosity. I thank you that we get to continue to function uh, at full capacity ministry-wise, though we're not in full rooms right now because of what's taking place in our culture. We are are still uh, functioning at full capacity and we want to thank you so much for that. We're able to reach out to our community, give food and uh, supplies to people who desperately need it. And we want to thank you so much for doing that. Uh, so please take the time right now uh, to give. I want to pray over you uh, as, as you're giving, as you're, um, as you're participating right now. So Heavenly Father, thank you for the generosity that you put in each and every one of us. And where it comes from is a place, God. I, I pray that you'll see that where it comes from is a place of trust. And God, I know even saying that right now, there's some of us that are going, I don't know, though, I'm scared. And God, we thank you that that's where faith comes from, because if it was simple and it all made sense to us, we wouldn't need faith. So God, you've imparted faith into us to be able to trust you in the times when it doesn't make sense. So Lord, I pray you bless each and every person as we get ready to give today. Please uh, uh, just bring us right into your will. Let us know how much you want us to give, if it's over and above those ties, uh, that you would just encourage us today, Lord, as we do that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, very quickly before we move on in this service on this Father's Day, we have uh, an online Bible study group that takes place on Tuesday nights. Uh, it is through the book of Philippians, and you can sign up for it. It's very simple to do, just through the Church Center app. Um, uh, register uh, through events in the Church Center app for uh, or for the, through the groups part of our uh, app And you'll be able to find it there, get clicked, get signed in. And as soon as you do that, you'll be able to participate uh, with us 630 Tuesday nights. And if for some reason you're working at that time and wherever it doesn't work, we are recording uh, the sessions as well. So if you're registered for it, you can get back on later and catch up um, on The different classes that you've missed. And then next week is something I'm very excited about personally, something God has been speaking to me about personally in my own life. And um, we are titling a new series that we're going to be bringing for the next several weeks. That's called When Your Heart Comes Under Attack. When Your Heart Comes Under Attack. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, 4, I believe 23, it says, um, above all else, guard your heart for everything that you do flows out of it. And every one of us in here have been through things that our, our heart has felt attacked. And we're looking at it from so many different angles. You can feel uh, an attack in your heart from fear or from doubt, some, some certain area of your life. But you can also feel different attacks in your heart when it comes to grief and mourning and things that you've lost and struggles that you've gone through. And uh, I believe that God wants to strengthen and heal your heart uh, through this next season. So don't miss it. If you know anyone that's going through a hard time at all, encourage them. If If they can't get tickets to get in here with you, I encourage them to watch online uh, with you because it's going to be an incredible series that I'm very, very excited to begin sharing with you this next week. But for this Father's Day, we got something a little special uh, planned for you right before we get into the sermon today. (laughs)
0: di 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 ticket, di 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 di
3: di 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 di
0: di 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 Ticket it, dig it, dig it, ticket, it, dig it, dig it, dig
3: it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, ticket, ticket, dig it, 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 dig it, 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 it,
0: Now I'm back on my feet Just a man and his will
3: to survive So many times, it happens too fast You trade your passion for glory Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past You must fight just to keep them alive
0: It's the eye
3: of the tiger It's the thrill of the fight
0: Rising up. up to the challenge of our rival.
3: rival, and the last mm-hmm. one survivor stalks his prey in the night, and is watching us all with the eye. Baby, bye 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 bye. bye. Don't, Don't wanna, wanna be a, a fool for you, for just another player in your game for two. two. Ooh. you may hate me, but. It Don't really want to make it tough, it tough. I, I just,
0: just want to tell you that you I've had enough Ooh, Might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie Baby, bye, bye, bye I, I Don't, don't want to be a home for you Just another player in your game for, in this game Ooh, for you made two You may hate me, but it ain't no lie Baby, bye, bye, bye
3: I, I don't, don't really wanna want to make it I tough wanna I just, just want to tell you that I've had enough yeah. Bye, bye bye
0: bye bye. Well, happy Father's Day, guys. How are you doing this morning? Awesome. Well, I love being a dad, and I love kids, and kids crack me up. In fact, as an empty nester now, I love to go back and just serve in the children's ministry from time to time, uh, because they they're, they they're, they slay me, and, and they're great sermon material, too. Like, if I just spend enough time with them, they're going to say something that I know that I can use, but I remember, and I think when you... you, you uh, it is father's day and you are a dad and you start looking at all of the feeds on Facebook of moms, you know, talking about their husbands and what great dads they are. And then you start seeing kids who will also comment. You start thinking about your own life with your kids, all the good times you had and, and, uh, all the, whether it was trips or camping trips or whatever, just, just how much fun it is to be a parent. I, I brought a few pictures along, uh, This morning, the first of which. So this is my two little girls, and they. uh, This is a camping trip, and you already can see their love languages. Uh, Lindsay is affectionate, and Madeline is not. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is Madeline, and uh, in this picture she's six, going on eighteen. She's got her little press press on nails. Do you notice that? So we've got. It, when we when we go on these trips, you know, it's fun to hang out. But but the stuff that happens on the trips is so is so fun too. And and Madeline would just say things sometimes. We I remember we were uh, trying to teach her how to water ski, and she was probably seven years old or so. And she kept falling one way or the other uh, on, on the water skis. So she'd keep falling sideways. And so I pulled the boat up next to her and I'm like, look, babe, you've got to evenly distribute your weight on your skis or you're going to keep doing that. And uh, her response was, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to do that. I don't even weigh an even amount. <laughs> At like seven, that's what she said. One of the things I used to love for to have my kids do is I always had them pray over us if we were sick, because I honestly feel like Jesus listens to them more than he listens to me. So, because they're just precious, right? They have they have more pure souls than us adults. So anyway, I know that's not true, but sometimes it feels like it. And so Madeline, Rebecca was sick, and I was like, Madeline, would you pray for your mom? And she's like, yes. Yeah. So and she comes over, and she lays hands on her mom, just like a Little good charismatic will do, and she uh, she starts praying. She goes, "Dear Lord, please heal my mommy and help her not to have to die on the cross for my sins." <laughs> so funny. So okay, now you can go to the next one. Um, so this is Lindsay, and now both of my girls are, are grown and, and out of the house now. I can't even remember how many years ago uh, this was, but Lindsay, on a camping trip one time, I decided I was going to shave my goatee, and uh, I came back from the bathroom because uh, we were in a campground, and I had my, you know, I was all clean shaven, and she just kept looking at me, she was probably six And just the whole night, and we played games together and, uh, uh, you know, had dinner together. And she just kept looking at me weird. And all of a sudden, she stopped. And and, and she looked at me, and she goes, you're not my daddy, but I like you. (laughs) Because that's just the sweet heart that Lindsay has. Uh, Go ahead and go to the next one. So uh, this is us now, our family now. And we've added a uh, son-in-law. That's Madeline's uh, husband, Brennan, this is a trip that we took and we did Disney, Disney World and then also did a cruise together. You can go to the next one. This is us all spit shined and yes, cleaned up. Yeah, so that's us. That's our family. And I have, I'm so blessed to have great kids and I love, love, love uh, spending time with them and uh, reflecting on being a dad. I also love to do stuff outdoors. I love recreation. I love mountain biking. I love to hunt, that kind of thing. And a few years ago, I was bow hunting with one of my friends, Lindsey Jackson. He used to be a pastor here. And uh, we had a guide with us. And we were up overlooking this beautiful lake. And this guide, uh, his name was Adams, told us that he was getting ready to have a little girl. And he knew that we both raised girls. We were both empty nesters. And he said, guys, you know, I'm a little nervous about being a dad. He said, what would you tell me? If you could give me any advice about being a new dad, what would you tell me? And I thought, well, that's really refreshing because, you know, in today's society, most people don't ask advice for anything, especially about parenting, because I think that we kind of go into it with our own mindset of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And so up on the mountain that day, Lindsay and I just spent about 30 minutes just pouring into this expected dad, and it was like his eyes lit up. It was like he was making every mental note that he could on the things that we said. And, uh, and I thought to myself, man, that would have been nice if I would have had somebody that would have sat down and, and done that with me. And for Lindsay and I, we weren't perfect dads. We made more mistakes than we ever probably got things right. Uh, and we, but we learned a lot. We learned a lot through going through courses and going to seminars. We learned a lot from listening to really good speakers, but then we learned a lot too from just going through the hard knocks of parenting and so we were able to just kind of pour into this young, new dad, and it was really, really cool, the things that we were able to talk about. Now, I know that I'm already talking a lot to dads, and so a lot of you guys are like, well, I'm not a dad, or I'm a mom, or whatever, so this message is not going to relate to me. No, this, re- this message is going to relate to all of us, because the principles that I want to share with you, things that we've learned, things that we've studied through the years, it, it relates over to dads, it relates over to moms, uh, it will t- Totally be able to be usable uh, in your everyday life. But even for those of you who may be empty nesters, we're going to talk about that. Or maybe for those of you that have, don't have kids, you're not planning on having kids. These principles will relate over to you as well. You know, the Bible talks about the fact that we're always supposed to be pouring into others. We're all, always supposed to be ministering. It doesn't matter if we're, we're a parent or not, we should always be a father. Would always be a father to other. John Maxwell talks about the, the, this principle as adding value. When we get up every morning, we should think about how we can add value. And so maybe you're not a parent, but maybe you are. You are. Uh, you're doing something in a more of a formal mentoring way. Like maybe you're a senior partner, maybe you are a parent and you're a foster parent. Maybe you are uh, pouring your time and and effort into nieces and nephews or or relatives that are that are close to you. Rebecca and I, since we don't have little girls around anymore or kids around anymore, one of the things that we do every year is we have a, a great niece day, and we take all of our great nieces uh, that can, and we bring them to bananas. This is Here's a picture of that, and so we round them up, and, and we just go, and we just pour into them. We just hang out, and we have so much fun, and we get them just all juiced up on soda and pizza, and, and then send them back to their parents, and then we go home and go to bed. It's wonderful. It's awesome, but the thing is is that we we can never stop doing that we can never say i'm not a dad anymore i'm not a parent anymore i'm not a father anymore because this generation that's coming up is who we should be pouring our hearts and lives into the bible says children are a gift from the lord they are a reward from him and that's why here at Fellowship, we spend so much uh, time and effort and resources into our children's and youth ministry. I believe that our children's and youth ministry are, is, is the best in the country. I believe that. But, but you know what? That, that, that takes time. That takes effort. That takes commitment to, to have the right facilities, to have the right workers. And it's because these kids are a reward. They are a blessing to us. So I want to break it kind of down this morning, dependent upon where you're at, and just give you some of the things that we talked about with Adam up on the mountain that day. For expectant fathers, maybe you're expecting to have a child or, or maybe uh, uh, you're, you're planning on having kids. I think that one of the things that we need to understand is that we don't need to wait until we can afford to have children That's one of the things that my parents told me growing up. it's like, Tim, if you wait to have kids uh, to where you can afford it, you'll never have kids. That's just the way it is because they are expensive little suckers. They're so expensive and they'll be expensive the rest of their lives. But when we commit our kids to the Lord, he provides for us. That's why we do these dedications uh, here at Fellowship. We do those on a regular basis. When you have a child and you, you uh, come to our dedication service, what we do is we pray over that child who we believe is a gift from God, and we dedicate them back to the Lord. And when we do that, God will provide. He'll always take care of your kids. He'll always take care of you. It's just the way he is. Also, don't be afraid. I know it can be... It could be crazy uh, uh, fear. You can have a lot of fear when it comes to being a parent and what to expect, but you can be a great parent. And with some instruction and work and doing your part, you can get some awesome training. And with the Lord's help, you can do anything. So one of the things that was an absolute blessing for Rebecca and I when we became new parents was an organization called Growing uh, Families International. And this is a Christian parenting uh, Curriculum, I believe it's the best out there. And this, we, you know, this was 25 years ago when we were, we started listening to this. But they break it down for you from the standpoint of, you know, expectant parents to uh, uh, parents of infants, parents of toddlers, parents of elementary age, parents of high schoolers, and it will in a, in a very concise, a very clear way will make you think about things in a way with your kids that you would have never thought about before. It's awesome. And the website for them, if you got something to write it down, and we're gonna actually have this for you online uh, underneath, uh, uh, underneath your viewer there, growingfamilies.life. Such an incredible, incredible resource. But here's the thing, a lot of times we're fearful because we just don't know how, but when we learn how, we're not as fearful anymore. Fear of the unknown is a, is a scary thing. Then for the parents of the preschoolers and elementary schoolers. Number one, start teaching your kids the word of God young, right? As soon as they can understand even pictures, it's good to to have a, a, a picture Bible. It's good to start reading them stories. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 says, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. It's so important that we pray with our kids. It's so important that we are reading those Bible stories. And, and you can go into our bookstore right after the service, and you can find all kinds of really cool Bible picture, uh, Bible, uh, Bibles with pictures in them. And, and so you can start young. And then before you know it, your kids will be telling you those stories. It's so important that you pray over them at night. Pray over you know, protection over them. Pray that God would, would guard them and send his guardian angels to watch over your children. Our, our kids get attacked so much and will be attacked throughout the day. Sometimes the only uh, a respite that they have is when they are in bed and their parents are standing over them, praying over them or blessing them or reading them a story. Tie them to your hands, verse eight, and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. One of the things that uh, we've taught here at Fellowship through the years is if you purchase a new home and you have the, uh, a, a privilege of being able to do that, um, to go in and, and, and write scriptures on, on the floors before they put the carpet down, write scriptures on the studs before they put the sheetrock up and, and commit that home over time to the Lord and God's protection will be on that home. Start teaching them young and take advantage of our children's ministry. It's awesome, but don't rely on it completely. Our kids need to see our love for God and that it's important to us, they need to see that. And when we do this, it assures that if they decide to run from God one day, which can happen and maybe will happen, that Proverbs 22, six will come true in their life as well. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when he is old, he he will not depart from it. So start off with that. Start off teaching them the word of God and then learn your kids' love languages and speak it. We talk about love languages here at Fellowship all the time, and it's because they're so important. We talk a lot about them in our marriage seminars, but when it comes to parenting, our kids have love languages too. Now, before the age of five, they speak all of them. They speak all of them fluently. So it doesn't matter what you're speaking to them, whether it's affection, time, verbal affirmation, service, or gifts, they're going to receive it. But after the age of five, they start developing their own love languages. For my daughter, Lindsay, my oldest, affection it's huge for her. Hugs, loves, kisses. She just needs that. And you know what? She's 20-something today, and she still loves affection. She still loves to cuddle. She still loves hugs. For Madeline, she's not affectionate. That's not her thing. You saw the picture. It's like hugging a porcupine. That's just the way she is. She'll tell you that. But time for her is important. Just spend a quality time. Now, I could tell with my girls, if I was not giving them the right, uh, uh, speaking the right love language to them, they started treating me bad. They just started dissing me or acting like I wasn't even around. But when I spoke those love languages with them, it was amazing how we would connect. So find out what that is. Ask them. Do a little test. There's, there's tests you can do online or you can just say, you know, is, do you like affection? Do you like to be hugged? Do you, do you like gifts? Here's a great thing. If gifts is not their love language, do you know how much money you're going to save as a parent? Finding that out now? What a blessing that will be in itself, right? So learn those love, love, love languages. Number three, begin to date your kids. And We talk about this a lot when it comes to parenting, but it is so important in preparation for parenting, really, really emphasizes the fact that it's important for dad and mom to uh, uh, show their kids love through that dating process, but also what to look for in in a dating relationship in the future, what to look for in a mate in the future. Set the bar high, right? Treat your kids so good that when they do go on their first date, they will expect the same treatment. That's what we need to do. And I remember uh, from a very young age, uh, and of course, it really, really speaks of this in in preparation for parenting, but it's really crucial for dads to date their daughters and for moms to date your sons. Really, really important, really important. Now, it's important to, of course, do that dads with sons, that kind of thing too, but there's something special about when dads take their daughters out or when moms take their sons out. There's something special that happens. And from a young age, one of the things that I would always do with my girls, and I would do it separately because they want to feel special and unique. They don't want to feel like they're just getting grouped in. But I would bring them to a little 50s diner here in town and we would have breakfast together. And we'd, you know, do the little Mickey Mouse pancakes. And we would just spend, you know, an hour, an hour and a half just hanging out, just eating breakfast, laughing and talking. And they loved that. That was like one of their favorite times of the week. And then as they got older, when I felt like that it was the right timing, I took them both out. And we had, uh, I went and purchased them uh, uh, um, purity rings. And those rings were, I spent a little money on them so that they wouldn't lose them but I didn't go crazy with it. But the purity ring, I gave them at dinner one night and talked to them about the importance of staying pure for their husband someday and the ramifications of what can happen when you don't go down that road. And I told them that one day I wanted to trade them that, that purity ring for what their husband would give them as an engagement ring. And that was such a special night because it showed them, first of all, that I was concerned for their future. I was concerned for their purity. And that their dad loved them. And their dad was, loved them enough that he would go buy a ring for them uh, to give them that message. And what, what a beautiful thing to do. Like, it was, it was such a precious moment. So date your kids. Now, for parents of teenagers, I just saw everybody grab their notes. Like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to get this part. I'm going to get this part, right? (laughs) Parents of teens, number one, look for openings to connect. Look for openings to connect. The older your child gets, the less they seem to want you in their private world. What is a private world? The private world is what they're thinking, how they're processing, and how they're feeling. They may not always want you there. But parents, they need you there. They need you there. And when they open up, be there for them. Be present for them. Don't come off distracted or annoyed. They've opened the door for you. Don't have them slam it shut. As they move through those teenage years, it seems like those openings are less and less. So when you see it, take advantage of it jump in there. Number two, surround your kids with people that will give them the same advice when you're not around. That's huge. Strategically selecting your kids' mentors and influencing their friendships is a very important part of parenting. Now, I'm not talking about trying to control your kids, but I am talking about being a part of shaping their environment. That's why Kids Church in 4640 is just so important in their life. These staff and volunteers love your kids, and they can't wait to help them. They, they have their best interest in, in mind, and you can trust them. You can trust them that when you're not in the room, they're gonna say the same thing that you would in any situation. That's why I look back at at my kids uh, when they grew up here at fellowship because they've been here their whole life. They were born in this church. And I just wanna give JL a hug. And I wanna tell Sarah, thank you so much. And I wanna thank Joe so much because of how they poured into my kids growing up. for Kim Hone and then for a lot of the youth pastors that aren't here anymore, for whatever reason, been called somewhere else, I get choked up when I talk about them because I loved them so much, for Nick and Isaac, what they did for my kids and how they blessed them. There's a season between eighth grade and sophomore year of high school where I don't feel like our kids listen to Anything we said, right? I mean, I I know they did some, but but it it didn't feel like it. And I remember they would come home from youth and tell me about some spiritual pearl that J.L. had told them that night that I had taught J.L., (laughs) They would not listen to me, but it was like Moses had written it on a tablet because JL had said it. But that's so valuable, right? That is so important for us to have the right people around our kids. Understand that there are gonna be times when your kids too, they're not gonna wanna come to church. They're not gonna want to come to 4640. They're not gonna wanna come to kids church just because they're kids, right? They're just, they're kids, And this is when we use our influence in their lives to tie them up and throw them in the back seat and deliver them to security at the front door of 4640 and say, have a great time. It's okay to require your kids to come to church. It's okay when they don't want to to kick their little tails out the door and say, you're going. Because they have an appointment with the Holy Spirit that night. To fill a hole that you can't fill. And they may be all twisted, messed up, and you get them there, and God intervenes, and they come back changed. Right? You're like, it's, it's a miracle. They went to kids camp. I don't even know who these kids are. I took them to the police department, thought it was a lost child. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the way he is. Now for us parents who are empty nesters. You see, my dream for my family is for us to always be close and never drift apart. Because I see that so often in families. To always be comfortable when we're hanging out together. Rebecca, right now, when we're together in any situation, if my family is there, it's more fun. They make it more fun. If Rebecca and I are on a trip, many times we'll just say, gosh, I wish my kids were were here to see this. When they're younger and you're on a trip, you're like, gosh, I wish my kids were not here right now. (laughs) But... I I want it to always be like that. It's like, oh man, I wish Lindsay could see this right now. I wish Madeline and Brandon could be with us right now just so they could experience it. That's what I want for the rest of my life or until Jesus comes. So how do we ensure that? How can we ensure that? Well, first of all, never stop speaking your kids' love languages. Never stop. No matter how old your kids are, they need to feel love and support from their parents. They do. I remember for, uh, I was probably close to 40 and it was when my dad had just just started having uh, symptoms of Alzheimer's. And one of the things that we would do a lot after uh, Sunday services is because my parents lived here is we would all as families, because my brother lives here, my two sisters live here, tons of our nieces and nephews live here. We would go to Nana and Papa's house for lunch. And I remember I spoke that particular Sunday. And right before uh, we would eat, my dad would always say, hey, you guys circle up. We're going to pray and then we're going to eat. And that morning or that midday, he he stopped and he goes, hey, before I pray, I just want to say this. He, He said, I am so proud of our pastor. And he pointed at me. He said, that was such a great message today. And I'm so proud of you. I was almost 40. I like started crying in front of everybody because I still needed that. We always need that. Never stop speaking your kids' love languages. They always need it. It doesn't matter. They're your kids. It doesn't matter if they're 50 or 60, year old, 60 years old. They're your kids. And they need to hear that. Never stop investing in them. Never stop investing in them. I... I so miss going to lunch with my dad. And he was so available for me. Like I could just call him and say, hey dad, I, my my lunch hour opened up. You wanna you wanna go to lunch? And he'd go, Yep, where do you want to go? I don't think he ever told me no. And so I would go pick him up and we would go somewhere and we would just talk. And 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 I I'd go way over my hour lunch break. And we would talk about going camping together. We would talk about projects that we needed to do and how we could help each other with those projects. And there was this investment that was taking place up until the time he got sick. And then those conversations changed, but there was always this investment, him and me and me and him. We were so close because that relationship wasn't neglected. And that's really what happens. Guys, we, fall out of touch with each other just because the relationship goes into a state of neglect. If you don't pump life into it, it won't be healthy. You may be thinking right now, well, I, I, I probably need to fix some things, maybe with my kids. Start pumping life back into it. Start investing in them again. Number three, invest in your grandkids. Your grandkids are the most important thing to your kids. And when you love them, your kids feel loved. They just do. Birthday parties, holidays. My grandparents used to come over every Sunday morning or every morning for Christmas morning. We would have to wait for them to get there to open our gifts. And it was just a special time. Soccer games, recitals, programs, all these things are so important. They are so painful, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they're so painful, but they're so important. The little kids, little, little kids playing soccer, they just all run in a clump to one end of the field. They kick each other in the shin, and they all run to the other end of the field and kick each other in the shin again, and then they all, they all run down and kick each other in the shin again. And if a ball happens to go on the goal, it's by total accident. But who cares? Who cares? I, I, I remember watching... Um, my great niece, Lauren, and she was playing soccer one time. And it was on, you know, one of those little fields right over here at Canyon View. And, and she was kicking the ball. She was kicking the ball. And she kicked it in and she got a goal. And everybody cheered. And the first thing she did was just look at the sideline. Just looked at all of us. Like, did you see that? Are you cheering for me? And once she saw us cheering, then she would run back. <laughs> Excited. That's so important. That, that is such a cool investment that we can make in our kids. And I know that sometimes, grandparents, you feel like, you know, I wasn't the greatest parent in the world. So I, 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 I don't deserve to be a grandparent, or I don't know how to be a grandparent. There are great resources out there that can teach you. Hey, Google how I can be a great grandparent and see what comes up. There are ways that you can influence and be an influence in your grandkids' lives, and they need that. They need to understand that older people do love them and older people need, uh, uh, are, are there to, to, to pour into them and older people should be respected. Older people should be loved too, but it's a two way street. We have to invest in them so that they then will invest in us someday. It's never too late to start. So what I wanna do as we close this morning is have everybody stand up. And if you're at home watching in the living room right now and your mom or dad are there, just come up underneath their arms in this room right now. Husbands and wives, put your arms around each other. Kids, if you're in here with them, get close to them. You're all family, you can do PDA. <laughs> And let me just pray over you. God, thank you that you have given us the privilege of being parents. Thank you, Lord, that you've blessed us with such great kids, such great grandkids. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to always be a father. Always be a father to them, no matter what. Always be a father to them no matter how much time passes. That we would look at ways we can invest in others. Lord, you've brought us through so much stuff in our lives. That was for a reason. That was so that we could take those lessons and pass them on to somebody else. And so Lord, remind us of that. Give us an opportunity to influence others in a positive way. Give us an opportunity to minister to our kids. Give us an opportunity to minister to our grandkids. And then for those of us maybe that are empty nesters, that our kids aren't close, or maybe we don't even have kids. I pray, Lord, that you would put a special call on our hearts to maybe go out and be a senior partner, maybe go out and look into foster care Go out and figure out a way that we can add value to somebody else. Maybe it's a neighborhood kid that doesn't have a dad. They're on their bike and they ride in your driveway all the time and you've kind of thought of them as a nuisance. (laughs) Change our heart, God. And help us to now see them as an opportunity. want to be everything you would want us to be. Give us the tools to be that to others. But thank you, Lord. We thank you for fathers. Abba, thank you for you. For loving us. For investing in us. For never giving up on us. Thank you, Abba, our Father for blessing us. We love you, God. Thank you for this time we've had together. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great Father's Day. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, Or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.